Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to Sunday morning, everybody. This is uh, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, but it's not really, because this is the last Sunday of the month, which means, of course, that I get to be here. My name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, this is Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald and friends. And we've got a whole bunch of friends, and we've got a really cool show for you today. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And But if you want to listen in, if you want to tell friends that are not in the listening area, you can do that. By going to MarthaNorwalk.com, which is a site that you can find out all about what Martha does. She's a animal behavioralist, and she works with people, dogs and cats, so that they uh, behave better. And maybe she'll even yell at you if you're not behaving well with your animal. So this, you can go do that, and then listen. If you click the Listen Live button, that'll take you to KKNW, and then that's streamed live all around the world. So you can do that. And uh, and if you want to email the show, you can do that. And uh, Nathan's going <laughs> to tell you what the email address is because I keep forgetting it. Live at Hotmail.com. And very good. And by the way, Nathan, how are you today? Doing well. I've had a good month since I last saw you. A lot it, going on out there. It rained one day. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> it rained one day in that entire time. And uh, that. It felt great just to turn on the windshield wipers. Yeah, just to wash the windows. Yeah, just just for a minute. By the way, that's Eric Hall. Hi. We'll get it. We'll now, of <laughs> course, uh, when that happened, your windshield wipers weren't active enough in that time, so you basically make a big giant smudge of water on your windshield, <laughs> exactly. and that's you can't exactly. see even worse. No, and then you see how dirty your windshield is where the wipers didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yes, exactly. So, but I wanted to ask you about the weather this week, as Martha always does. Well, not any rain in sight, so that one day is going to be only that one day for the entire month of August. Looking oh, at pretty much uh, mostly sunny to sunny skies throughout the day and a little bit cooler temperatures out there. We're starting to transition into fall, so probably see daytime highs into the lower mid-70s. Oh, very good. You know, I was thinking we should all... For like a Sunday afternoon, John, we should all fly down to New, I don't know, New Orleans. Did you say John? No, as, as a Sunday afternoon jaunt. Oh, okay. I thought John. you called me the wrong name for a second there. I was I getting w- ready to hit the buzzer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've called you Nathaniel, but I won't call you John. So, But but tell us about what's going on in New Orleans. Um, Man, it's my heart goes out to them. They got yes. a big event to deal with right now. Lots of wind and rain coming their way and... You know, hurricane season is just never a fun time on the East Coast. Is that 156 no. miles an hour is what they're projecting? Which, which, yeah, a Category 5, which has never hit New Orleans before. That is Katrina, stunning. Katrina hit as a Category 3. Um, so, But they put a lot of work into the levee system, so I guess we're going to find out if the engineers knew what they were doing. I guess we're going to, you know. So, yeah, how long have they known this is coming? This has been, you, you said only a few days? It's a few days. It's, I it's, hope people are evacuating this time. I'd hate to see people hanging out in the stadium like before. Oh, know? yesterday afternoon, I think it's Highway or Highway 10 or one of them, was back-to-back traffic trying to get out of town. There are going to be people that are going to be on the highway that have got stuck. So, so if everybody would like to just, you know, say, you know, a little prayer 
that these guys are going to be okay down there because it's the storm surge is going to be 15 feet. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty pretty awful for them. So this is why we live in Seattle. I was gonna say the great Northwest. We don't get any of that crap. This so, is beautiful. Well, that's really good. Well, yeah, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say my brother. He's in uh, Florida right now on the beaches, and they're having to cut their vacation short early because you know the effects of the hurricane and they were supposed to go out on a charter fishing boat and they had to cancel that and they're getting ready they're they know it's coming oh yeah they well if they got on a fishing boat they they might be on a de- deserted island oh, they weren't on the fishing boat they had i, to, I know yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but had they got on there they might have been like you know like Gilligan's island or something <laughs> so in any event we've got a great show for you today and uh in the second half of the show we're going to be talking with Randy Hathaway and uh, yes. and Eric Hall is also he, he, Eric is kind of a, uh, becoming a co-host slash producer for um, My Independence Report. Yes, that's it, what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that too. I got an <laughs> email of something like that. And yeah. uh, and but but in the first hour, I'm very intrigued because we have a young lady who's joining us. Her name is Holly Berry, I'm not looking, Halle Berry. I'm looking forward to this. She's she's in. The, she's as beautiful as Holly Berry. Yeah, but, absolutely. But she is Holly Berry. But oh, Holly thank you. Holly Berry, and <laughs> she is an amazing woman, and I met her real recently uh, because we had a Zoom meeting that, that involved, uh, that involved um, my sister and uh, talking about my mother, and I'll go into that at another time, but the important thing is that, that uh, we had an opportunity to connect. Turns out she loves podcasts, and so she listened to mine, and, and she said they don't suck. So <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. I loved how they were so focused on, like, bringing betterness to the world, like bringing positive people together, helping each other out. And when I heard that first one, um, it was just like, this guy's totally my jive. <laughs> I got to email Excellent. him. Excellent. Well, and I, I really appreciate that because because that's that's what I'm trying to do. Because I I was listening. I, I you know I don't often drive anymore because I'm kind of a little homebound, and so I was listening to Como on the way up here and it was like they had three shootings and an axe murder and and all in seattle and all of this stuff is going on it's like i don't want to be part of it's like ick so we need positivity in the world we need to understand that that we're all one and we're all working together for to make this world a better place to be and she is holly is doing that she is uh by the way congratulations this coming september 30th Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a long two and a half years. <laughs> she's, she's getting her... A bachelor's in business management. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is just awesome. And I know you've worked, you've worked really hard for that. Yes. And, yes. And, uh, you, and we, now, the reason that we met, because I stopped mid-sentence about that, the reason that we met was that you also work as a funeral director. I do, yeah. Part-time, three days a week right now. And I've been in mortuary since, I think, 2010. I uh, got my funeral director's license in 2014 and met you in July. Yeah, so we had a week. So if you go to my independence report, you'll see the uh, podcast that we did. And we talked extensively about, because, you know, being a funeral director is one of those things where when, when you go to a party, and so <laughs> she's the life of the party. People are just dying to see her. There it is. Remember, I told you we need to start a book because there's always a new one. There's always a new death pun, and I never get tired of hearing them because they're such great icebreakers. Yeah, I'll bet. 
<laughs> because because you you started out in the business with uh, what they they call it home removal. Home removal. Well, it can be anywhere. Yeah, it's the removal technicians is what they call them here in Washington. But yeah, where you go bring the decedent from where they are into mortuary care. Yeah. Yeah, and I learned I learned something valuable. And speaking of um, insignificant puns. I learned something <laughs> valuable because they came to do what they needed to do for us at 10 o'clock at night. And I, and I assumed it was a Saturday night and they had said that they were very, very busy. And so I assumed that they were working overtime. It's it, yeah, it's, they'll have shifts. So your smaller places, you'll be on call. You'll usually have kind of the extra on call staff that gets the call 24 hours a day. It was pagers back when I first started. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so bigger corporate places, they'll probably actually have hourly employees. You'll have day shifts, you know, night shifts. And graveyard shifts. And I didn't yeah. know that there were graveyard shifts <laughs> at the graveyard. That was, that's a built-in pun. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was my, that was my joke. Because these guys were, it was 10 o'clock at night, and I said, are you guys ready to go home? Oh, no, we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was graveyard shifts on the graveyard. <laughs> so, But in, in any event. But so you've done that, and, and you also worked in the crematorium for a period of time. Yeah. And we talked a great deal about the techniques that are used for that, because nobody wants to know about that until they do, and then they really want to know. About it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, and then we talked about your being a funeral director, and you're mm-hmm. also an entrepreneur. You've got your own business, yeah. um, and you're also a volunteer. And we're going to talk to her. Her name is um, Alex, and she is the founder of PauseWithCause.org, and they help getting shelter pets seen. So they'll engage the community with paint events and people, especially people that um, don't get a lot of social interaction. So they're, you know, stuck in a retirement home or something like that. Um, They'll engage them. They'll give them all the tools and they'll give them tips and kind of show them how to do um, these portraits of these shelter animals and, then they can either keep their portrait that they painted if they like it, or they can give it back. And when they give it back, um, they'll have volunteers like myself help get them touched up and then put them in public galleries like at a lot of Fred Meyer stores and other places so the public can see these shelter animals without having to actually go to the shelter. That's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's, it's, brilliant. it's really awesome. And see, that's the tie-in because this is Martha Norwalk's Animal World, and right. so we're, there we're, it is. we're yep. tying that in just there it is. a little bit. You but, know, I was talking to a guy last night who's getting ready to retire, and he was telling me, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Exactly. I want to retire, find something to do. I like animals. I might find an animal place, and I like to paint a little bit. And he was talking about stuff like this, just sort of rambling, and, and this sounds like a perfect fit for him. Oh, it would be, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The uh, At the Everett Mall, they have a little studio, and so usually on their Facebook page, they'll announce when they're going to have the little come paint, sit and paint um events and so i think last time i was there live for one of them they were just taking donations for it but you would get your little easel you'd get your paints your little paint set your brush you know they even supplied the water and everything and they had the tables all laid out in the middle of the wall um so social distancing is actually real easy there you know in the walkways everett mall's pretty big and uh, you also um in addition to just graduating from college have, being an entrepreneur, you've got a, uh, a floral design business. Right, yeah. And, it's the love. <laughs> yep, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, you're also a volunteer, and you're also working as a funeral director. Right. And you're doing all of that. Right. And, uh, you, and 
you're smart, you're intelligent, well, and thank you. you told me just the other day, and I, I the, you, in a reference you made, you made a reference to your dyslexic brain. Right, yeah. And I had, I, I know lots of people that have said they're dyslexic. Mm-hmm. I have never asked one, well, what's that like? <laughs> what, do, what do you do with yourself, and how do you, how does that work, and what is, I, my general response is, oh, oh okay, because I, I have no earthly idea. And so I asked you if you would be willing to talk about yeah. dyslexia and stuff, and, and, and you said absolutely. Yeah, and mainly I've never actually had someone ask me to talk about it, number one. So number two, I was just like, there. When you, I thought about it when you asked me, there's so many hard situations that I grew up with and lived through, and fought to get through my degree as well. And I'm like, if this can help anyone else out there that has never heard or talked to other people about it, and they're kind of like suffering through it on their own like I did, I'm like, yes, absolutely. I would love to share stories about that. So, Well, one of the gals that's on this show, uh, on Martha's show, is Natasha Venter. Mm-hmm. And she's dyslexic. And she was telling me and us that, that uh, she didn't read until after high school. Wow. Wow. And so if that's the case, that must be really hard to get an education and, and stuff, especially if you're not diagnosed until you're you're later. So later. Right? So ex- explain to me. And Eric yeah. has also done some research on it. He's got some numbers for us. to look Oh, great. At. OK. Um, but but explain what it is. I haven't yeah. got any idea. Yeah, there's so there's different forms of it. There's different degrees of it. Um, my personal experience was. You know, a little bit in grade school and everything, being stuck in remedial classes and then being so bored that I couldn't even stay engaged (laughs) or like the material they were trying to teach sometimes was like, you know, years behind. And I had already, you know, so um, the as an adult, those when I was on my own officially diagnosed and that was going to school full time, working night shift at the hospital and like going to every single anatomy and physiology, like extracurricular study session, um, failing every test, but doing all the homework. And the teacher was like, I don't understand. You're doing everything. He's like, go check into the like disabilities office at the school. And I'm like, okay, because I've already done every study session, like anything that there is to do to be able to pass this class, I will go do it. And so they um, offered like a state Testing. So the school would pay for half of it with like funding from the government. I paid $200 of my own money and they put me through some really simple tests. But what the results showed um, was the different like IQ levels based on the normal study of like 100 is normal Mm. and the different kind of parts of your brain. And so um, I was between like 105 to 120 IQ in most parts of my brain except two areas, and that was working memory and short-term memory. So most people know what short-term memory is. Most people don't know what working memory is. Working memory is if you, like, take, you know, a whole bunch of letters and numbers and you throw them on the desk and then you ask someone to, like, rearrange them in, like, ascending alphanumeric order or something like that. And you have to do it in your brain, though. You have to hold all of that information and reorganize it like on a working table in your brain. Those two areas, I was below 100 IQ. And so those are the two areas that you need most often for rot memorization and then giving the information out for a test, especially on a timed, like, limited amount of time. 
I'm not sure that I could pass that test. <laughs> I don't think I could pass the where are your keys portion of the test. <laughs> right. That's the part that I would fail. Yeah. But aren't they broadening the scope of dyslexia and they're, they're quicker at identifying who I has I think so, it. yeah. Since yeah. I was a kid, for sure. I hope most kids nowadays um, get that extra help that was needed because I didn't get this in high school. I, I didn't get it till wow. halfway through my associate degree. Once they were able to do that, then I could get like time and a half testing and lots of other things. That that extended testing time, though, is really what helped me, especially um, in my bachelor's degree. There's a few classes where I absolutely went to that extended test time and used that whole, you know, block of time to get through that test. Yeah. They're finding so many people like you, highly motivated, accomplished people have dyslexia. You yeah. know, Steve Jobs, um, Jay Leno, of course. Uh Albert Jay Leno? Yeah, oh. Jay Leno, <laughs> Albert Einstein. I mean, the list is huge. And M50, you know, the uh, Britain's security department. That, Secret uh, Service. Secret Service. 007, that, 008, those guys. Exactly, those guys, the, the for real guys that cover the terrorist programs. They seek out people with dyslexia. Really? Because they view the world differently. They have this, they generally have creative minds. And because their brains are, um, their brains are fully functioning. They're working around what mm-hmm. we call a disability, a deficit. Yeah, it, there's more of the brain engaged, so they're seeing more of the world, more possibilities. Thus, they're being more creative. So, it's even at a point now. There's schools that are uh, made for people with dyslexia, and they're no longer calling it a. Um, learning disability. They're learning it, they're calling it a different type of brain. Nice. And there's even people that are proposing that we're witnessing just another step in the evolutionary process of the brain. <laughs> That's kind of Which makes cool. sense, right? I have noticed I seem to learn in frameworks and narrative. So I can tell you the whole storyline of a movie and I can't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's just so frustrating sometimes. But. You know, the one with the girl that did that with the guy that, yeah. Yeah. Did that one, yeah. yeah. Are there different or more severe cases of dyslexia or less severe cases? I think so. Yeah, yeah. There and there's different types too. Like I had a friend that got tested uh, recently as well on like my recommendation because he was lamenting about the fact that he couldn't pass his math tests. and. He got diagnosed with dysgraphia, and that's a condition where it's an impairment of letter and handwriting and the interface between that. Um, So, yeah. Interesting. I I thought it was just that the the letters on a page were like backwards or something. And it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Speed limit's 65 and you're going 56 type (laughs) deal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Officer, I did it right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they've, they're finding out that it is genetic. There's whole family lines that have dyslexia. Whole family lines. That's from, this. you know, presidents and kings and, you know, upper class. And it follows through and these people are high powered. And yeah. Well, and, and that's why I wanted to ask you, because you are highly intelligent. You are driven. You, you are very um, interested in, in getting ahead and in, in doing a lot of stuff with your time. I asked you earlier how, how, how often you sleep. And it's like you take naps and stuff, but you know, and stuff. But it it just struck me that that you think of dyslexia, and in the general population, we th- tend to think of it as a disability. But it may not really be, as Eric said, it may not be a disability. It may be that you, and we need to give you the tools or people that have it, give them the tools so that they can operate their brain 
in the unique way that it works and still accomplish what you need to in society. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was younger, because I started working, I think my first uh, tax paying job was at 14. But it wasn't until 2008 when Congress. Paper route. Tax paying job. <laughs> Love how she says that. Tax paying job. <laughs> yeah. It was very different from mowing the lawn or shoveling the snow yeah. or babysitting. Yeah. But it wasn't until 2008 when Congress passed the ADA Amendments Act where dyslexia was more like included in things like that. So when I started uh, working, you had to kind of hide that issue. Like if the employers wanted me to do change for a customer and do the math in my head, that was a huge problem. Oh boy. You know, and we're way more automated, way more digital now, way more credit card based now. But at the time it was so much anxiety getting through a job interview for something simple like that. Oh, how interesting. Well, you're not alone because whenever the power goes out <laughs> at the grocery store and they, they don't have the thing to make change that tells you how much you're getting back, right. they can't figure it out. Right. So they had yeah. to get a calculator out to, to yeah. be able to, let's see, it's $20 minus 16, yeah. 17. I've so in any event, that. we need to take a break for our okay. first break of the day. And uh, by the way, we are joined today by Holly Berry, Eric Hall, and we haven't introduced Randy Hathaway yet, but he's going to be... Uh, we're going to talk about him a great deal in the next two hours. So you need to stay with us the entire time. You're listening to Martha Norwalk's Animal World on KKNW, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. It's the last Sunday of the month. It's the fifth Sunday of the month and also the last one, which means Martha's not here. And that means that Kevin's here with, uh, that would be me. I'm Yay. talking in the third person. That's crazy. Okay. And um, it's a positive okay. talk with me. And I've got a, a room full of people. I've got uh, Holly Berry here. I've got uh, Eric. <laughs> Who? What? Two people. We're in the other room. Uh, well, I've got, well, well, you're, yeah, but you're here. Yes, I am here. Yeah, we're all together, kind of, <laughs> and and stuff. And, uh, and uh, Randy Hathaway, who is a composer, a, um, oh, a, he plays beautifully, although he won't play for us. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we asked, but but we we've got. I said no can do. No, <laughs> he he has a C, he has a CD out that the, he used um, um, eighteen different folks. Yeah. To to work on the CD. I brought my tuba. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, a See, a, a solo happy. A solo happy tubist. <laughs> what do you call it? A tubaist. What do you call it? Tubist. Is that, <laughs> I'm not that. Never mind. That was a, too many, too many jokes that I'm not allowed to say okay. here. Anyway, uh, Holly Berry is who we're talking to, and I we're expecting we're, 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 we're expecting to have uh, um, the owner of Pause with Cause with us in a few minutes. Hopefully, she can break away from the from where she's at and give us a call because she's the one that you work with um, to to paint animals and to do all that. I, yeah. Have you ever asked her where she came up with that idea? I have, yeah, and it was really cool. So she, I think her mom, her parents had recently passed away, and she also had um, some animals and cats as well, but she was um, really, like, out of a love for seniors and then out of a love for all these poor animals that don't have homes. She was trying to figure out a way to bring that all together, um, create some sort of mission-oriented Thing that she could do for people and put that all together. Um, I met her in 2017, I think, and so been volunteering for her since then. It's a, it's amazing because we're talking with her. She's also been she also is a funeral director and and somebody is somewhere is asking the question. You deal with death all the time, 
Right, what? and I'm just going to clarify. They're not talking about Alex. They're talking. He's talking about me. I'm talking about you. Oh, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Good detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. It was that. She's going to call us. Detail. She's going to call us at any moment. We're going to talk more about that. But <laughs> but I just I, I just wanted to to talk. I just wanted to get your yeah. your idea about that because you know, a lot of people will say, Holly, you're around death and all mm-hmm. the time. Okay. How, how do you? Because you're you you seem to be a very positive person. Uh, not a not a emo goth. <laughs> not not <laughs> yeah. See, I think emo of a funeral goth. director as wearing the dark suit and 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 the the tie and mm-hmm. walk slowly and never smiles and right. stuff like that. But yeah, yeah no, I was expecting good... Morticia when I showed up today. <laughs> right. You know. Well, and there are those types out there. Yeah. It's are they? W- when you're dealing with clients, they you have to really introduce yourself and be clear because they expect that. You know, seventy-year-old man in the suit with the tie, and you know, very stoic, and yeah. So. I'm so sorry to have to tell you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. That's but I'm I'm way better at specific questions. What What's a good like thing as far as you're wondering what I'm? What's it What's it like if mm. you've got a full day as a funeral director and you're doing these calls with people that they've lost somebody in mm. the last 24, 48 hours, right. especially with COVID. Right. Um, that's happening mm. a lot. And I know you've had tragedy in your family because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Um, but what's it like when you're back to back to back to back and everybody is trying to hold it together and they're having a tough time and then you tell them, well, it's going to be $2,000 and they lose it on you. Right. And then what's, how do you, how do you cope? Right. Um, so managing compassion fatigue, compassion fatigue is a full term that you can research. Um, and there's lots of groups and tools and, um, and there was uh, talking about Katrina earlier as well that prompted me to look up. There is, I think it's um, codegreencampaign.org. And that's actually like a really good connection for mental health workers, especially if they're going through things like um, natural disasters where they can call in and get immediate assistance with like, I have just been, you know, for a doctor, they had me on the floor working in the ER for, you know, 18 hours because I'm not allowed to leave and I'm having a breakdown now, (laughs) you know. So it's, yeah, you have to manage it. You have to make sure to take your vacations and you have to, you know, monitor your self-care very well. Any any industry that you're in when it has to do with caring for other people that are going through hard times. Yeah, well, it's it's hard when when you're dealing with people that are, in the middle of, especially in our case, it was a very sudden thing. Uh, she was playing uh, bridge on Thursday, and the guys had to come pick her up on Saturday. Right. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't something that you can prepare for. Um, and so we had, you know, and we try to be as, but you were so positive, and you were so easy to talk to that it, you made it it made it work for, for us oh good yeah and that's the goal is you know these people that you're serving are already going through a tremendously stressful hard traumatic you know painful time and to be able to be there with them and share that space with them and help walk them through whatever process they need to get through where they're at is, is definitely the goal very good well let's go back and talk again about pause with cause all right because She's on the phone. Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Are you at the farmer's market today? Yes, today I'm at the Everett Farmer's Market, and it is just full of artisans and fresh produce and wonderful-looking things, and it's a gorgeous day for it outside. 
I bet you there are some paintings of some animals there, too, huh? In fact, there are, yeah, paintings done and yet to be done. Oh, very good. Uh, I would like, I've got a gentleman sitting here. His name is Eric. He is an uh, artist. I would like you to explain to him why he should uh, come and work with you and, and, <laughs> and volunteer and paint some animals. Well, I will absolutely do that. And way to put me on the spot. This You're welcome. <laughs> That's what we do here. A, yeah, this will be a test of myself. So I'm up for it. Let's do it. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Alex. I love your name. Oh, thank you. My parents chose it. I'm a, I'm one of a set of twins, and it was a last-minute thing. So is your other twin Belix? <laughs> okay. Touche. Ba-bum-bum. <laughs> yeah, Alta, which is a family Alta. name. Oh, God. That was so actually Eric, pretty quick. They're oh. full of insignificant puns this morning, Alex. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. The coffee was very <laughs> good this morning. <laughs> I got it at a farmer's market in uh, Buriat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, they opened early. Well, last week. <laughs> okay. Drinking week-old coffee. <laughs> For beans. Fresh roast. Fresh roast. Ah. So Sorry. let me start this by doing a little quick inquiry to Eric. What do you love to do? Uh, pastels. Pastels. And I've oh done gosh. a whole series on, on uh, a cat, on my cat, which used to be my friend's cat, Randy's cat. Her name is um, Sheba. Yeah. What's her name? Sheba. Sheba. Beautiful name. Yeah, she's a beautiful cat. Yeah, he stole her from his friend who's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lucky cat. That's a lucky cat. She's a lucky cat to have two people who love him so she's much. loved, yeah. Well, when we um, bring our volunteers in, we really like to find out what it is they love to do. And part of that's, part of that's I'm going to say, um, personal to us because the more that they do what they love, the more they'll stay with us. And we have such a variety of things to do at Pause with Cause. So we are an outreach, awareness, and funding campaign. And I like what some of the volunteers have started saying, which is we're a painting group that helps shelter animals. I love and that. I also like to say we're the AHA group. We're artists helping homeless animals. AHA. Got it. Got Perfect. It. Yeah. Perfect. So, how, how did you come up with this idea? Uh, well, it came about because my mother had Alzheimer's. And during the last part of her life, I was trying to think of things that I could do with her that would make her feel confident again, purposeful, help her recall memories, and then... Again, selfishly, it was for me so that I could build some memories with her as well. I knew I wasn't going to have her forever, and I wanted to build those moments with her that would last forever. That's awesome. Art so is ever I didn't healing. Know. Say that again, please. Art is ever healing. It is, yeah, as are animals. Mm-hmm. So we chose to paint together, and we had one little problem. Neither of us knew how. <laughs> but we didn't let that stop us. <laughs> Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But now I now I not only don't know how to do art, I don't know how to teach, and I still do it. <laughs> and she does it amazingly. I have a sense you do it very, very well. Yeah, I've, some of the volunteer work we've done together has been in um, the retirement homes, and she'll go around and she'll talk to each one of the seniors there at the table painting, try to get them to laugh. You know, if they seem like they're intimidated by what's in front of them, she'll even help them by like, here, I just put a daub right over the middle of it. Now, now figure out what to do with that. And then wow. it gives them a start point. It's, it's oh, pretty it's incredible. Dynamite. Yeah. That's dynamite. Holly is exactly right. It's funny. I'll often say to them, now, what are you worried about? Why aren't you painting? And they say, I'm afraid I'll wreck it. 
And I'll say, you're afraid you'll wreck it. And they say, yes. And I said, okay, so what's your favorite color? Pink, blue, green. Then I take that color, and just like Holly said, I either smear it or I put a daub of it on there. And then I say, look, I wrecked it. Now you can't. <laughs> now you get to fix it. Exactly. And I'll tell you, acrylics are much more forgiving than pastels. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, and we do use acrylics because they're ASTDM certified, so if any are accidentally ingested, the seniors, the children, everybody's safe. So do they taste better than pastels? <laughs> I imagine. I've not tried it myself, although I've been tempted a few times to dip it in my coffee when I had a water okay. I've had it in my coffee. coffee. It's okay. <laughs> I've always liked cadmium blue better than the red, uh. but that's just me. <laughs> Yeah, there's that old theory about the red having a few bad dyes in it. <laughs> but um, I'm, as I was saying about my mom, we started painting shelter animals because that seemed to at least have a little bit more purpose than the next flower. Mm. And after she passed away, I just had this huge hole in my ha- heart. And so I asked a friend of mine who owned an assisted living company if I could come in and paint with them. And he said, if they say yes, I'll say yes. So I pitched it to them, and they loved it. And in fact, a quick summarization is a couple of them have told me now that it's their job to paint these animals. Oh, that's dynamite. That's yeah. Everybody needs something that they can do with passion and and with flair and with love. And, and if, they, if you can get people in a room to all do that, you've accomplished a great deal. Thank you. Thank you. And I think so, too. I was with one assisted living center one day and a lady named carol who had alzheimer's came up to me and i could tell she was trying very hard to put her words and her thoughts together and finally in a very hesitant way she said to me this makes you feel like you're more than you thought you were oh isn't that cool yeah that 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 must make you feel really special to be able to provide that for folks because because we were talking earlier and uh, Eric was saying he has a friend that's uh, about ready to retire and has no earthly idea what he's going to do. Just this dude I met last night. I was sitting next to him at a well at the Jazz Alley, and we just started chatting it up. And he's getting ready to retire, has no idea what he's going to do. And he said he wants to volunteer. He, he works at a church. He's thinking about <laughs> he's thinking about uh, when they do funerals and stuff, cooking in the kitchen. But he likes to paint, oh. and he loves animals and stuff, so he's really trying to plan out what he's going to do. And, you know, if I wish I'd knew, known about uh, what you're doing, I would have passed that on. Now I'll probably never see the guy again. But, but for uh, the next guy. <laughs> but for the next guy that opens up about what am I going to do. Yeah, and if you can't remember any of the details right now, um, Pause With Cause has a studio in the Everett Mall that people can walk into anytime the Everett Mall is open. So that's pretty easy to remember. Pause With Cause in the Everett Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so, for that plug. So you you uh, <laughs> staff that uh, during mall hours? If volunteers, um, yeah. It's all volunteers, yeah. Well, and yeah, and probably. I think it's because it, by the way, you have to tell talk to us a little bit about Holly because she is so busy, and yet she volunteers with you. How did you rope her into that? Well, Holly was at a um, funeral home near me, and she and I were together during one of the art planning meetings for Everett. And I met her, and then she followed up with me. She is not only busy, she's detailed, and she has so much exuberance and fun. And so she asked me if I would do an on-site with them, and I was excited to do that. And she just continually wowed me with everything she's capable of. And if you haven't seen her artwork, it is amazing. Ooh, 
We haven't seen that. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't even artwork. talked about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> goodness. That's the next subject. We're going to write that there down. Yeah, Alex yeah, is very patient, and she's been a wonderful uh, mentor as well. So I always look forward to being able to connect with her. So um, can anybody come and volunteer? Absolutely. Anybody can come and volunteer, and that is all ages. We have a program for 14 and under. It does require a guardian or parent be there. So they don't eat the paint. They, they don't need to paint, although... No, don't eat the paint. Don't eat the paint. Oh, having the parent gotcha. there so they don't eat the paint. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. But anybody can come and vol- volunteer, and it can be as short or a longer duration as you'd like. We do have mall staffing that's needed. We have what I call my hallway gallery managers. We are going into our 28th small local business. It happens to be Providence Healthcare in Monroe, and we'll design a really beautiful... Um, gallery to put up there, and many other businesses, including banks and doctor's offices, dentists, veterinarians, uh, restaurants, Fred Meyer, mm-hmm. all take our product and put it in as a display, and then we just need gallery managers to watch that for us and keep it looking nice. And you eventually sell these paintings and then, to, and then use the money to, to continue the, the work that you're doing. Is that, is that correct, or how do you get funding? Yeah, that's it. Um, so we started off being self-funded, and now we are in the black, and that's a nice thing. It mm-hmm. came from sales of the painting. Excellent. During COVID, we refitted ourselves. We moved from a service-only company to a product company. Uh, I have a, some background in philanthropy with Paul Allen, which also means I have a project management background and some sales and marketing and all kinds of goodies in there. But in in realizing that COVID was not going to allow us to be on-site at the senior citizen centers any longer or assisted living centers, we quickly reset ourselves and developed the Sit, Stay, and Play at-home painting kit. So it's sketched shelter animals in a bag with paints and brushes, and you create that beautiful piece of artwork yourself. You show it off, you brag about it on social media, or if you care to donate it back to us, we put it up in one of those hallway galleries I just mentioned. And then most recently, we developed the Paws Park Pack, which is a picnic pack for your dogs, which we're starting to sell in local businesses and pet stores. Brilliant. I believe we have five restaurants and three pet stores now that have picked up the product. And so funding comes from that. And we have one other really surprising source of funding. Donations? (laughs) Well, kind of, yeah. So we have gotten grants. Um, I would be remiss if I did not say that we are a very thrilled recipient of the Arts Washington grant. Excellent. Also, Walmart has given us grants. Walmart? We get discounts. Yeah, they have a whole grant program. Wow. Um, just, uh, it's a Walmart Cares program, and they review what you're doing, and if it fits with their passions and they feel like you're doing more good, then they fund you in a, in a small amount. It's a case-by-case thing. And then here's the surprising one. We have most recently become the darling of the cryptocurrency space. Is that right? Yeah. I never would have thunk it. I had no idea they were doing stuff. So so what do you get from them? I, I know nothing about cryptocurrency. And I know little, but that, again, didn't stop me from saying yes when the opportunity presented itself. Absolutely. Well, you know, so when is somebody's that reliable? got... Has that turned I... out to be reliable? Um... That's yet to be seen. The funding that we've gotten so far is absolutely reliable. Wow. The cryptos are, um, they bounce 
I don't know how, how better to say that. Yeah. Obviously, Bitcoin has done incredibly well. I believe it's back up to 49000 per coin. Uh. And we're not, we're not recognizing anything like that, but um, just the opportunity. So Bitcoin, Litecoin, and then Dogecoin. And Dogecoin <clears throat> is a play on words for dog coin. And so that's how we got involved. Of course. The Dogecoin up-and-coming currencies and tokens wanted to give back to charity. What a wonderful and worthwhile thing to do. Wow. So they ran into us, by the by, through the Everett Mall, where we have our studio, and said to us, we would like to take 2.5% of all of our profits and spread it around, so not just to one, but spread it around to many charities. They reviewed us. They found that we are GuideStar Platinum rated. We've gotten our Arts Washington grant. We've done our due diligence through Walmart and others. And they said, yep, we'll... We'll give you a donation as well. I just love the work that you're doing, and oh, and that you're you. you're helping people in the community. You're helping older older folks that would otherwise be sitting in the in in you know the, the in the hallway doing nothing. You're a jewel, Alex. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. and shameless plug, we also got a call the other day. The other day being a month ago from the Snohomish County Prosecutor's Office, and they asked if we'd be interested in joining their therapeutic alternative to prosecution tap Ooh, tap program really? and i couldn't have raised my hand faster and said absolutely if what we're doing would help stop recidivism help build that same confidence that i saw grow in my mother and in the elderly that i'm working with and in the at-risk youth i'm absolutely for it oh my gosh we need to take you a break amazing. but i gotta ask you if somebody wants to get a hold of you how do they do it say that to me again how do they do it how yeah. do they get a hold of you Oh, well, pausewithcause.org, info at pausewithcause.org, or on Facebook, pausewithcause1, the numeral one. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on to the show and talking to us about this, because that is, you know, I, I know Martha would be, would be very pleased that we're talking about that today. and I just want to say, can you spell pause with cause for us? Because I feel like maybe I could think that cause is spelled maybe C-A-W-S, because you're talking about pause, P-A-W-S. Ah, what a great question. Yes, it's P-A-W-S-W-I-T-H-C-A-U-S-E. And we are a .org. We're federally registered. Fantastic. Very nice. Very nice. So thank you so much for coming on. And Holly, thank you so much for bringing her. Absolutely. That was was great fun. That made my day. So thank you so much. And and, uh, I'd like to have you on the podcast when we have more time and and stuff to talk about it some more. Oh, gosh, I would be thrilled. Thank you. I made my day. Nice to meet you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. All you as well, gentlemen. And Holly, thank you. Yes, yes, ma'am. Now, we're going to need to take a break. We're late, but that's okay. And... and, uh, by the way, Martha does a great job of venting all of her advertisers, so please make sure that you listen to the ads and then act on them because uh, without those ads, there can't be this show. So please do that for me, do that for Martha, and we'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back to, <laughs> welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. It's the last Sunday of the month, which means Martha's not here, of course. This is Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. And friends, and I've got a, a bunch of friends in this room and the next, and uh, and things things are just going swimmingly. In the next hour, we've got Randy Hathaway, who is a 
world renowned, and he won't say so, but I, he he's he's over there shaking his head. He's a world renowned um, 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 classical guitar player who won't play guitar for us because we're not special, apparently. <laughs> but he's got he's got a, a CD out that that, uh, that he put together, and he put and he worked with a bunch of folks. Uh, eighteen different musicians, and and that we're going to talk about it that extensively. So stay with us. But right now we're talking with Holly Berry. She is doing so much. You are, you you really are incredible at all the stuff that you're doing. Hey, thanks. <laughs> so, so now you're you're going to graduate uh, September thirtieth. Yes, sir. And then what are you going to do? Everything I'm already doing, but more. <laughs> okay. um, I want to use the degree to start learning about money, how it works more. I have a couple of licenses, but it goes really well with the funeral directing because the next thing people always ask about is money. And I always have to refer them off to, you know, CPAs, financial advisors, lawyers. And so now that I have a bachelor's, I can actually start getting licensed with the money related financial advising as the years go on type thing. And I found an awesome financial advisor to mentor under as well. So not only for my own personal self and family, but I'm totally interested in continuing to learn about how to make money work for itself instead of working for it. You know, that is the perfect industry to be in if you're going to help people understand, uh, because we're going through probate and and all of that stuff now and it it is complicated it's difficult mm-hmm. um there are the laws keep changing and so the rules keep changing and nobody knows what they're doing necessarily and and all of that it it, it really is um complicated so if you yeah. learn to do that as well right you you you're going to be just really something and in in addition to that You've got a race car uh, driving boyfriend. Oh, my know? gosh, I do. And not only that, right now we're hosting Pause with Cause's logo on that race car. It's going to awesome. show up at the Labor Day Dirt Cross in Bellingham next weekend with NorthwestRallyAssociation.com. And his name is Matt Barnes. It is, yeah. And he is, how long has he been racing? Since he was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. He, really? he originally started in uh, Canada, Ontario area. And um, if you ever end up getting to talk to him, he's so much fun to talk to because he'll talk about rally, the history, the ins and the outs. It's a really fascinating, um, like a lot of it is volunteer based. So you'll have different like, like family lines of it. And by him like being in it when he was younger all the way till now, um, he can tell you about this amazing history. And it, it reminds me from just now learning about it from the outside. It kind of reminds me of like your local neighborhood softball teams and the parents that help, you know, them. But then they go, you know, compete sometimes nationally or internationally. It's, oh, sure. Yeah. So it's really fascinating. And yeah, we should connect him because, he, you know, he volunteers for Alix by hosting the logo on his car but yeah if you ever want to talk to another interesting person he's a good one i'm all about talking to interesting people (laughs) and uh, and stuff because eric also was a uh, race car driver in his youth that's right no kidding you still have all your fingers i do nice i I race quarter midgets yeah i did make matt do his will and his power of attorney before i let him (laughs) (laughs) i was like because he he took a ford focus and he stripped it down bare to the shell and rebuilt it from the ground up that's his race car that the logo's on right now 
And so that whole time I kept telling him, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. When are we going to do that paperwork? Nobody wants to do this paperwork. It's it's not fun. <laughs> so the Friday night before like a Saturday or Sunday on his first rally where he could finally take this car out that he, you know, built over, I think it was like over a year, maybe even like about a two year timeline. Um Finally got that paperwork in just right under the wire. Girlfriend inspected it. And I was like, okay, you can go race now. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, nobody wants to talk about their own demise because we would like to believe that that's never going to happen. Or if we, at least for me, I'm thinking I'm never going to happen, but it will. Happens to all of us. And you got to be prepared for it. What would you suggest people do to get prepared for it? Absolutely. So there is another um, nonprofit that I'm going to be volunteering with. (laughs) And this one's called Honoring Choices Pacific Northwest. And they actually facilitate. You can, like, click a button on their website and request a speaker. The speakers that they train, and I'll be going through this training in November, um, talk all about how to start conversations on this because it can be really scary for people and it can be really uncomfortable but just to even get that conversation started there's a lot of tools and so um, that that um, nonprofit would be a great place for people to start you know I just had a thought it just dawned on me you're in your funeral director you are going to learn the financial world and you're also a floral designer right you could be a one-stop shop <laughs> Get your flowers, your paperwork. Get your flowers, your paperwork, get prepared for it. And then when it happens, we execute the paperwork. And if, if somebody wants you tell us about your floral design. Die Depot. You're right. Oh, my God. Die Depot. <laughs> in, in Die are us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The And it's so funny because with the floral thing, for a while when I was operations manager at one of the old funeral homes, I actually – had a little I hired a florist and we did all the flowers in house if people wanted it so that was yeah right there with it um it's a natural design.com it's uh, my floral studio so in all the things working for people or volunteering or trying to make life better for everyone else that's the one thing that brings me joy is working with the flowers and so uh yeah a natural design.com a natural design.com and if they go there you've got a bunch of uh uh design work mm-hmm. already done and you can call you and they tell they can tell you what they want and and you can make that happen right yeah. so this is like are there any floral flowers that you focus on or anything that I have that favorite custom, favorite yeah, genres of flowers I've never been able to pick just one people always ask you what's your favorite flower I'm like I can't pick yeah. one <laughs> so so people approach you and say I want to yeah roses or I want carnations. Yeah, or, or I only want to spend this much money or I need it for this type of event or I really messed up. My girlfriend's so mad at me. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that I've happens more than that anything. Ever, <laughs> I've never had to deal with that. <laughs> how how uh, uh, rare are yellow roses? Are they easy to get? Yeah, no, yellow roses are pretty easy. Are they? They're not always stocked in like the retail, you know, grocery stores and stuff. But, well, you yeah. can spray paint those, right? You can yeah. if you have to. If you have to. But you can buy them yellow. No, you don't want to spray paint, paint roses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. You know, you got to look for that back door always. <laughs> well, and the reason I ask is that I, that my uh, sister-in-law's um, funeral, they had a easel board that was full of white carnations with yellow rose, a yellow rose heart in the middle of it. Aww. How much would that cost? Any it depends idea. on how big it was. Was it like about this big? It was huge. Okay. It, yeah. This big? It, it was big. And, the, and these were real flowers? 
Well, I didn't touch them, but oh, okay. uh, I don't know. <laughs> if so. so, the the silk or the fake ones nowadays are very good at looking real. So if it was those, um, and it was like say three feet by two feet, probably about like two to three hundred dollars, not including labor. Um, the the fresh ones, then you have to include more, you know, materials and more care and time. So probably more like four hundred, give or take. Yep. Have you been affected by the supply chain over the past? There year? was some weird outages. Yeah. 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 And there's and you can even see videos of some of the international growers and they took because they couldn't get all the flowers out to where they normally get them and people also weren't buying them. Um, they lined up all these flowers that normally would be shipped out and they put it like in the word hope or something like that. And then you saw them drive the, the bulldozer right over it and they uh, had to throw them in the dumpster. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been interesting to see how COVID's affected the supply chain uh, everywhere like for everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and when you were talking about compassion, uh, compassionate, uh, fatigue, fatigue mm-hmm. in our hospitals right now, if you know somebody that's in healthcare, mm. it's really bad right mm. now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really bad. Now. They were hoping that it would be over by now, but now it's coming back. So well, they're looking to order refrigerator trucks now is what yeah. they're looking at. And some of them are. And uh, we've also got uh, um, one public announcement that I'd make is please get your vaccine. I, I don't get I, both you, of them. Get, get both of them. Well, you and, could be getting the Johnson and Johnson, too. Yeah. yeah Some right. of them but, are only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But if you need a booster, then make sure to go get your booster, too. Because that's that's two. coming. <laughs> yep. I got two. That's that, that's coming. Is it, You're going to need your booster. I so. carried my card now. Jazz Alley requires you to get, A lot of businesses now are asking you to show yeah, a card. Yeah, I heard that. Proof, yeah, yeah. Yes, they are. Well, you know what? That's the end of our first hour. And, Holly, thank you so much. And you're, you're going stick, to stick around, aren't you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> She's going to stick around with us for the next couple hours. And uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Randy Hathaway and his guitar. Well, maybe not his guitar. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.